We're continuing, we're finishing off uh, chapter Chavvav. Um, and we are dealing here with, we're on page Lamed Gimel, again, um, and on the regular Tanyas, towards the end of the page. We are dealing here with the, I, the, the reasons what, what will cause a person to uh, get into a state of depression. Uh, we already discussed the idea of different things happening in the world, the Gashmistic world that would cause a person trouble. And now we've shifted gears. Now we are talking about, um, excuse me, concepts in terms of that a person really feels bad about different sins that he did. So here we're saying, you know, Taka, it's true. A person should feel bad about it, right? He came down into this world for a reason. His soul is on a mission down here, and he decided to uh, mess things up. So uh, what do you want from the guy? Of course he should feel bad. I mean, that's just a natural, normal thing. So what's wrong with that? The problem, what's wrong with that is that it doesn't fit in nicely with what we said in the introduction to our chapter. The introduction to our chapter, we said that in order for things to work in terms of my avodas Hashem, I have to be besimcha. So uh, we have a bit of a contradiction here. On the one hand, I'm supposed to be besimcha, right? Apparently 24-7. That's what it seems to be telling me. On the other hand, uh, I mess things up. And I, I feel because I mess things up, I should be feeling pretty bad about it. So how are we going to deal with this? Okay, so let's start again from the colon. He says like this. All right, four lines from the bottom of Ahmed Gimel. It's been a while since we did this. Uh, so we'll do a little bit of a, of a chazara here. He says, So let's say that the depression is not coming from things that went bad, uh, mitzad, uh, the gashmistic world, but instead, memile de shemaya. So a person has to give himself over some different advice. In order to get rid of it. How do I get out of this? So obviously, uh, it goes without saying, that a person in the middle of his learning Gemara, in the middle of his davening, in the middle of uh, things that he's doing in Avodah Hashem, he should not be feeling depressed. He should not be feeling upset, even from, even from doing the wrong things, right? Because why? Because he has to serve Hashem. Right. Next page. Even someone who is a businessman. Let's say that in the middle of his work, all of a sudden he starts to think about the bad things that he's done. So we know that this is really just a trick of the Yetzirahara. In order to cause him to fall into different desires, inappropriate desires afterwards. If that weren't the case, How is it possible that he would have a true feeling of sadness due to his love of Hashem or fear of Hashem, fear of Hashem in the middle of his business? Okay, so just... A recap, right? We did this. We got up until that, up, in, up until here last time. Um, but just a recap in English. Uh, what we're saying is like this: there is a goal in mind for the other team. The Yetzirah's goal is one thing: not for me to do a sin. That's not the Yetzirah's goal. 
That's a short-term goal, but that's not a real, that's not the real strategy. The real strategy of the Yetzirah is to get me depressed. Because the Yetzirah knows that if I become depressed, so then anything is possible. Everything, everything goes. So, yes, on the one hand, he's saying, you know, why don't you do this sin, or why don't you do that sin, or why don't you go into this taiva or that taiva, whatever it happens to be. That's true. But that's not really the goal. The real goal is, how can I get this guy depressed? That's the goal of the Yetzirah. That's the, the touchdown, the winning, the Super Bowl of the Yetzirah. That's really what he wants, more than anything else. Right? So he's going to do anything possible to get me depressed. The first step in this Avaida is to know that that's the facts. Once a person knows where the other team is going, so then they know how to defend against it. But if you don't even know where the goal of the Yitzhahara is, how are you supposed to defend against it? So the first thing is to know that's the goal. Now that I know that that's the goal, I have to stop and think, okay, what's happening here in my life? Who's, whose agenda am I on? Am I on the agenda of my Nefesh Alukis or Nefesh Bahamis? So a person has to look at life and say, okay, when I'm davening, when I'm learning, obviously I'm supposed to be v'simcha. I'm saying words of God, right? I'm, I'm pushit, doing the right thing at this moment. And I'm causing my neshama to shine. I'm causing the world to change. I'm causing all good things to happen in the world. So obviously at that moment, that is not the time to all of a sudden feel bad that I did something wrong when I was 12 years old. Right? So clearly that's not what we're talking about. So then you stop and think for a second, oh, well, right now I'm in the middle of uh, my day, in the middle of my business. I'm sitting working, you know, putting data into the computer. So presumably maybe now is an appropriate time to feel bad about what I did last night. What did you do last night? Okay, we're not going to talk about that. But what happened last night? I did something wrong, right? So now presumably, oh, now is the time to feel bad. So all of a sudden, you stop and think a second. And you say, well, look, I want to be a good person. I want to be a good Jew. I want to do the right thing. So, uh, so maybe this makes sense. You know, it's wrong. So he says, no, 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 no. Again, you're, you're, you're totally off-centered. You're in the wrong place. This is not the right time either. It's not appropriate. Why? Because the Yetzirah has a game plan. He's going to make you feel now very bad about yourself. And when you feel bad about yourself, then that's it. It's over. If you feel bad about yourself, so then you're, you're going to be stuck in a quicksand that you cannot get out of. Because you feel that I can't do anything with my life. So why bother? Why should I try? And you, then you can say to the HR, oh, what do you mean? Well, I should be happy that I did that thing last night? We're not talking about that right now. Right now, we're focused on what you're supposed to be doing at this moment, work. That's what you're supposed to be doing right now. I, but I did this terrible thing last night. Come on, I feel terrible. What did I? Let's recognize who's setting the agenda. That's the Yitzhahara setting the agenda. That's what he wants. He wants me to feel terrible about myself, to go around looking like I'm a gloomy person, right, in this total fog of grayness and terribleness. That's what the Yetzirah wants from me. 
No one is assessing whether you did the right thing last night or not. That's not what we're talking about here. We're just discussing this is not the proper agenda for right now. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm putting in my data into my computer. I'm about to get onto a major sales call. This is not the right time for this. The Yitzhahara wants to shoot me down. And I'll tell you, the Yitzhahara says, I'll show you, I'll prove it to you. Look at you. You're in the middle of a sales call after you did what you did last night. What are you doing with your soul? What kind of person are you? You're such a low life. You're such a bad person. Ah! And you start to feel, ah! That's the Yitzhahara. That's what the Yitzhahara is doing. So I have to recognize in myself who is talking here. Who is the one that's talking? I have to tell the Yitzhahara, jump in the lake. This is not the right time. There's a time and place for everything. And I'm going to be the one to set the agenda of what's going on here. Not you. So what do I do with this? So, Now, the Rebbe gives us an important etza, an important piece of advice. Whether it falls into your mind, this bad feeling. The Yitzhar is telling me, you're a low life. You're a loser. You're never going to amount to anything. You're terrible. Whether this falls into my mind when I'm in the middle of learning. Oh, in the middle of davening. Or whether it happens not in the times of avoda. This is what you have to tell yourself. This is not the right time. This is what you have to do. A very, very straightforward thing. The Rebbe just gave us an incredible, golden piece of advice. Don't get into an argument. The worst thing you could do is get into an argument with your Yitzhahara. You can't start saying, well, you know why I did this last night, or oh, he did this, or oh, I'm gonna... Don't get involved. Just tell Yitzhahara, now is not the right time. Don't talk to me about this now. I'm not involved. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. It's... You, once you start getting involved, the Yitzhahara is going to try to prove to you why he's right. Oh, did you know, you know, you're supposed to be like this type of person and you're a chassid and you're supposed to be a good guy and you, how could you have done this? And, oh, you think that this is not the right time? Oh, that just shows you what a low life you really are because even when, you know, you're, I'm, you're trying to be closer to Hashem and look, you're just telling me that you shouldn't be closer to Hashem because it's not the right time. What an excuse. Blah, 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 blah. The Yitzhahara is a better arguer than I am. The Yitzhahara knows how to play the game. Right? Sometimes when you you have a, a situation with a kid, with someone else, like in Zal or whatever, wherever you happen to be, right? And you just know that this person is just going to argue with you. He's going to argue with you. He's just going to get into it with you. Keep your mouth shut. Just walk away. Just walk away. It's not the right time. Right? No matter what you're going to say, it's just not worth it. It's not going to work. Just quiet. It's the only way to handle this situation. The same thing with the Yitzhahara. Say to him like this, Ki ein azman grama. This is not the right time. I will address this with you at a later date. 
Don't get involved not proving that you're right, proving that you're wrong, thinking that this is the right thing, thinking that this is the wrong thing. Right now is the time to be focusing on your sales call. Right now is the time to be focusing on your computer. Right now is the time to be right involved in whatever you're supposed to be involved in. Not to be dealing with, I'm a low life, I'm not a low life, I'm this, I'm that. I'm that. Forget about that whole story. That is just the Yetzirah coming in. It's the Yetzirah telling me how to set my agenda. And it happens to every single one of us. There's no one in this room that this doesn't happen to. Every single person. Because the Yetzirah is very clever. Very clever. Much more clever than we think it is. Much, much more clever. And the Yetzirah has one goal in mind. Get this guy depressed. Get this guy depressed. That's the goal. Not to eat a cheeseburger. Not to uh, click on an internet site that I shouldn't be looking at. No, no, that's not the goal. The Yetzirah's goal is one and only one. Get him depressed. That's the ultimate goal of the Yetzirah. Once a person is depressed, once he thinks he's a low life, once he thinks he's a no good Nick, then he's never going to succeed in anything. That's the goal of the Yetzirah. That's why Hashem pays him the big bucks. Because he knows what he's doing. Because he knows that once he could get me to feel like I am not worthless, so then he's won the game. I'll do anything. Because why bother? Who cares? Who cares what I do? Who cares if I spend a minute learning, spend a minute davening, uh, go on Mibzayim, help try to help another person? No, I can't do anything. Once I do that, tell him one thing. Ki ein hazman grama. This is not the right time. It's not the right time. So when he says, Right? Even if we're talking about that terrible sin that I did, you know, once upon a time I did this thing, I can't believe I did this thing. I would never, it's just insane that I did such a crazy thing. This is not the right time. And he, don't worry, he's going to pull the nuclear, uh, what's that called? The nuclear version, the nuclear what? What is it called? You know, and (laughs) he's going to do anything he can to get me there. Don't you remember that one time that you did And the point is, he's not wrong. That should cause me to feel very bad. Because I did really a stupid thing at that point. I really did something not nice. And I did something that was inappropriate. And, I, and that's what makes the Yetzirah so strong. Because he's not making up things. He's not saying something crazy that never happened in the world. No, he's saying dafka things that I did. Because I'm not a tzaddik. And I made mistakes in my life. But ki ein hazman grama. This is not the right time for this. Rak lezois tzarich kviyas eisim. Bishas ha-koyshe b'yishuv ha-das. Lihizboinim b'gedulas Hashem. So asher chatalo. Now look at these words. This is amazing. This line is incredible. What the Alter Rebbe is saying here. First thing he says. There is appropriate. There are appropriate times. The appropriate time... He explains in Igerasa Chuva, Perak Zion, right? The appropriate time is in the nighttime before you go to sleep when you make an accounting. Right? That is the appropriate time, not during the daytime. Right? Like I told you last time, when you're in the middle of selling in your store, 
When you're in the middle of selling in your store, you can't sit there and start worrying about, am I making a profit on this sale or not profit? You just have to sell. At the end of the day, you make an accounting of all the things you'd sold and all the things you bought and how you could have bought. Okay, that's... But when you're in the middle of the game, you can't, you can't worry about it. Right? If a person goes down the court and takes a shot and he misses, he can't sit there and figure out why did he shoot this way. He has to get back on defense. Right now is not the right time to analyze. Right now you got to get back on defense. You're in the middle of a game. But look at the words that he says. This is the most incredible thing. This is, this is the, the, uh, one of the most important points of the Chabadsker direction. What is the important point? The point is not to meditate on how could I have done this thing. The point is not to think about me. The point is, think about Hashem. It's a totally different focus point. The focus point is not, is not, I am a lowlife. I am a bad person. I, 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 I should be better. I should be a tzaddik. I should, I, 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 I. The focus is on Hashem. When the focus is on Hashem, all of a sudden, I start to think to myself, wow, Hashem is so amazing. Hashem is so special. Hashem does all this for me. I should have such gratitude. And then to realize, look what I did. I messed up my relationship. In other words, a person gets into an argument with his best friend. There's two ways to look at this argument. He could either think to himself and say, how could my friend have said this to me and how could, I, how could he be acting like this to me? Doesn't he know what I do for him? Doesn't he know? Or he starts to think about his best friend, how his friend has been with him through the darkest times. He's been there every moment of his life. He's been best friends with him since he was in nursery school. He's, he's done everything for him. And on and on. Such an important relationship, etc., etc. He's thinking, he's thinking about his best friend. When he's thinking about his best friend in that way, automatically what happens? He starts to feel bad. How could I have let this really silly thing interrupt my relationship with my friend? How could I have done that? It makes no sense. In other words, what's the focus? Is the focus me? How could my best friend have done this to me? Doesn't my best friend know what kind of person I am? Doesn't he know what, you know, on and on? Thinking about how great I am. As opposed to thinking about how great my friend has been. If I think about how great my friend has been, all of a sudden I start to recognize that I did something wrong. How could I have done that wrong? How could I have done it to my friend? It's a totally different viewpoint. Why am I here in this world? Keep on going back to the same question because you have to keep your mind on the goal, on the reality. It's not for me to become a something. It's for me to do a something. And when I recognize that I came down to this world and here I am, the Abishter gave me this important, incredible mission and I am thinking about Hashem and thinking about how great He is. And He says specifically here with the words, Biyishuv Hadas. What does it mean, Biyishuv Hadas? It means, what? Settled mind. 
right? But it's not mind. It's it's an idea of focus, an idea of I have to be able to take a period of time when I could sit down. Not this is not something that happens, you know, like uh, uh, you know, on the fly, or in the middle of work, or in the middle of even learning a Gemara or something like that. I have to set aside a time, and I start to think about Hashem. The greatness of Hashem. I start to think about my relationship with Hashem. I start to think about all the things that Hashem has done for me. I start to think about the nature of reality. And how Hashem fits into this whole story. When I start to look at it from that perspective, all of a sudden I realize about myself, whoa, I can't believe that that happened last night. It's a totally different energy. Now is the time, but it's because of what? It's because of my focus on the relationship that I'm supposed to be having with Hashem, what Hashem has done for me, how He's been there for me, right? In every circumstance. And then I, I do this, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's a totally different vision. It's not, I am this sinner, oh, woe is me, how could I have done? No. It's, it's from the point of view of that there's an Abishter and I have a relationship with Abishter and oh my gosh, just like a best friend. If you have a best friend and you recognize that you did something not nice to the relationship after 20 years of being best friends with this person, you feel terrible. You feel terrible. And you feel like you, you just can't go to sleep at night until you fix it. You, you have to fix it. You have to call him. You have to fix it. You have to work things out. You, you know, it, it, it eats you up. Not because how could my friend have done such a thing to me because I've been so... No. It's a relationship. Oh my gosh. And he says, And the greatness of Hashem, that I, how could I have sinned against him? <coughs> Not because how can I as a tzaddik have lowered my... Uh, no. I'm hurting my relationship with my best friend. If I'm hurting my relationship with my best friend, I feel... It's terrible. Then a person becomes... That his heart becomes crushed in a true way. It feels terrible. How could I have done this? Now, when you think about that in that way you think about your best friend and how you caused him damage right you happened to say something right he had trusted you with something trusted you with an idea and you were all with a group of friends and you happened to blurt out this idea and it hurt him it broke him when you think about your friendship and you think about at first, Yitzhahar wants to say, when he wants to get you to say, oh, you know, how could you, oh, it's not such a bad deal, it's not such a, oh, oh, come on, you're, oh, come on, he's just making the mo- too much out of something. But then if you have Yishuv Adas, and you think about your relationship with your friend for a second, <coughs> and you think about what your friend has done for you over the course of your lifetime, and you think about how he trusted you with this piece of information, he gave himself to you, and then you went ahead and you broke that trust. How is that going to make you feel? It's going to... You're not going to be able to go to sleep at night. You're going to call him up and you're going to fix it. You're going to try to figure out... You're going to go to the ends of the earth to figure out how am I going to fix this. Because you're not focusing on the me. 
you're focusing on him and you're focusing on your relationship. It's a totally different approach to how to sin. Not how to sin, but how to deal with the sin. It has nothing to do with me. How could I have broken Hashem's trust? So then you feel into a marirus emesis, a true bitterness. A bitterness is not an, an atzvus of, oh, I can't even bother getting up out of bed in the morning. A marirus is, I can't go to sleep at night until I fix this. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to change my, the whole thing. I'm going to do, I'm going to go out of my way. I'm not going to, uh, you just can't stop thinking about how you're going to, how you're going to fix this more. And over there it explains also So immediately after you've done this exercise, right? So we've spent the time. And this is basically what we, we, we know about this is this is not a uh, a once-over thing like that. It's a real serious reckoning that a person has to have. And therefore, it's too much to do this every day for most people. But once a week is a, definitely a time to do it. Once a month, even if you have to do it, if you feel like you... And once every few days, if you can even manage up the strength to do that. But it's not a crocodile tear situation. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a real reckoning. We're looking for a person that could spend the time like I said, even if it's once a week. But think about it. Try to try to do it. I can tell you, it's it's not easy. I can't do this every single night. You know, you're exhausted at the end of the day and you you know you just want to say Kriyashma and like fall into bed and I mean that's the reality of the situation. But if you can, when you can, if you feel like you have the energy to do it. So then to do something like this, it like changes it changes the whole equation. And right after that, once you do this changes you also it changes you from the inside out because one thing's for sure that Hashem forgives completely Hashem has no airs about him and we know that throughout the Torah it explains Hashem is quick to to wipe away everything no problem it's gone forget it we're starting a fresh new slate and that simcha that comes from that because you realize that you've unleashed it You've let it go. You've let go of this negative energy that you're carrying around with you. And you've started a new, fresh relationship with Hashem in a way that it never was before. Because as Ingeris Atshuva explains, that when, when things go through rocky times and you're able to rebuild it, it makes the relationship so much closer and so much better. So this gives you this amazing simcha that you know that Hashem trusts you and you know that Hashem is with you and Hashem... So this gives you even more energy than ever before. Yeah, David. Um, I <clears throat> I've tried this since learning this Tarakatani with you, and the way I went about it was like I set a timer for five minutes and I tried thinking about my day, what I did well, what I didn't do so well. Um, and by the end of it, I just came to the realization like I, I was trying to feel something, and in the end I was like, well, I just want to serve Hashem. That's why I'm doing this. So if I don't feel it, that's okay. At the end, I just want to serve Hashem. And then the timer went off. And I was like, oh, maybe that's the, maybe that's the realization we're going to get to. Certainly, certainly that's one realization for sure. And that's the ultimate realization. It makes you feel like you're supposed to feel it. Well, we have to. The point is, is that uh, what you're saying is real. It's very hard to like 
engineer a feeling in ourselves. We could try to fake it, but that's not obviously what we're talking about here. <clears throat> but the more a person becomes uh, sensitive and they're thinking a little bit more about as opposed to what did I do? Like we talked about that before. That's, that's not exactly this. The first thing is to think about Hashem. Think about how much Hashem has given us. And think about the relationship that I have with Hashem. And think about the greatness of Hashem. Like it says here, And then, only then, after that, to start thinking about the things. So then, a lot of times, it'll be a little bit more of a of a feeling of it. But again, I don't, I write, there's two things we're talking about here. What you did is the right thing, approach for most evenings. Bichlal, a person should make a calculation of what's going on with his life. How did he do today? What happened? Did he do things well? Did he do things poorly? Right? That's point one of this story. Right? And that is, that is very, very, that's very important. And the fact that you got to that ending is excellent. David, you hear? That is an excellent point. That's great, because that's where you want to get. At the end of the day, I want to serve the Abishra. That's, that's the goal. And when you go to sleep with that energy, you wake up the next morning very different. Right? Like it says, if you go to sleep like uh, a horse, you're going to wake up like a horse. If you go to sleep like a person, you go to, and you wake up like a person. Different, right? But here, he's talking about a little, a little bit of a deeper level. Here, we're talking about more of a, he's the greatness of Hashem. And therefore, it's, it, it brings you to a certain place and only afterwards to recognize, to bring it out. That requires more time and that requires like a lot more of, a, of an effort. And that, like, like he says, you know, in other places in Hasidus, it's probably once a week, like on a Thursday night, is probably a good time to do that. Or once a month, like on an Erev Rosh Chaydish, right? Just like we do every year during El. El is like, the, like the, that time of period for to, rec- to you know, to reflect on the past year. Same idea, right? But this is the energy. But what you're doing is excellent. That's, that's like a good thing to do every night. Spend three minutes, five minutes, just look at the day. See what things we did right, what things we did wrong, how we could do it better, right? In terms of just stick a little bit of it beforehand, the, the idea of, of Hashem. Think about the, how grateful you are to Him. And that's what he says here. But, and finally, at the end, you, you come away with a tremendous simcha with this. Because you know that Hashem wipes this, the slate clean. If you put the effort in, then Hashem will give you. That's the point. You open, like it says, if you open your heart like the eye of a needle, Hashem will open a doorway like the doorways of the ulam in the base of Mikdash. Right? That's the, that's the bottom line. So it requires effort, though. Because most of us, at the end of the day, we just want to go to sleep. We had a long day. We just want to relax. We want to look at our phones. We want to read something or, or watch something or do something like that. And it takes effort to like say, no, I'm going to spend the time now to like reflect. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of energy. But then when he does that, he says, He believes with a tremendous, uh, with a complete faith. Hashem will remove all of his sins. Completely forgives. And this is what he's referring to in the beginning of the chapter when he says he'll come to a true simcha, which comes after, which comes after a sadness, a, an upsetness, right? And here the atzub, I think what he's referring to is the marirus that we just talked about before, the bitterness that he felt before in terms of 
feeling bad that how can I have messed up this relationship. But then when he realizes that now the relationship has the potential to be in a better space than it ever was before, so it gives him a chayis, it gives him a simcha, and he he moves forward forward with it. Okay, so that's the end of chapter 26. We spent a few weeks on it. So now we go to Mirz Hashem tomorrow, chapter Chavzayin, chapter 27, which is one of my favorite chapters in the whole Tanya. Everyone, you have to say every chapter is one of your favorite, but this one's really one of my favorite. But it's it's an incredible chapter, and we will we will begin in Mitzvah Shem uh, tomorrow to see where we go from here. Okay. <laughs>